0: Watch Transform. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 23 of Transformers Cybertron. It is Trap. This episode was written by Kazuhiko Soma, Soma, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron,
1: the Autobots finally left Beastie Boy Planet with key in hand. And in this episode, that sports car that was parked out in the ice um, is like hiding from armed
0: guards who, judging by the uniform, are not U.S. military. Nope. And they can't find him because he didn't leave any tire tracks or footprints in the snow—that'd be just plain silly. But once the they're freshly fallen snow, once they're gone, he transforms and drives off, and he has to get somewhere before the seals wear off, whatever that means. And his name is Smoke Screen. it's
1: right. It's a brand new toy. It's a brand new Transformer. It's a brand new Autobot. It's Smoke Screen.
0: Does this one suck?
1: No more than you, fucko.
0: Then whale we'll pass. Hey,
1: don't be so quick to judge. You know how almost all the smoke screens before this Smoke Screen didn't even use smoke screens? Yeah. Well one!
0: Your jokes are getting pretty lame, Herman. Yeah, and this was funnier when they were reviewing animated.
1: Listen, I've got places to go and people to do. Are you gonna buy this toy or not? Not. Well, how about you, jackass? Nope. What about you, Stinky Pete?
0: I don't wash my undercarriage. Then I'm outta here! Yeah, his name is Smokescreen. He- reminds us smokescreen the monster hunter yeah he's been doing this since the dawn of time apparently and there's a flashback of him fighting shadowy werewolf things and he blasts them all and then activates a box which seals them in cocoons yeah and these monsters are like the
1: most generic boring anime monsters they're kind of just humanoid shapes one of them has messy hair they're all dark purplish blue they have red
0: eyes this it's just boring but yeah he I guess because they frighten people, he he traps them in a box. Yep, yeah, and there's always punks that come along later to bust them back out. So he's yeah. This to was
1: be- weird. Okay, this was really weird. And that we're in this flashback. He's fighting these monsters, and then he's talking to them about how I'm gonna capture you and put you in. And as this monologue goes off, he oh, goes goes along. He's suddenly not talking to them anymore, and now he's just talking out loud about <laughs> what a hard job he has.
0: But now with the Decepticons on. Fire Planet, whatever this place is, they're 0 for 3 against the Autobots, and they start arguing with each other, and then Megatron's about to toss his map in the lava, the damn thing is useless, but Starscream stops him, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, the Autobots only have two of the keys, there's still two more, and this thing shows you where they are.
1: Yeah, he's got the Cyber Planet orb key map uh-huh. thing, um, and Megatron's like, oh, good job, you found it, now I'm gonna go get it, you take up the rear, dipshit. <laughs> yes,
0: so they're off through the portal, and they all go through it, and then I think Crumble's jumps into it and then it shows Ranzak trying to climb into it because he's so small that made me laugh yeah you can't quite get over the edge of it uh but then sideways looks to
1: his side and he's like wait Starscream why aren't you going he's like I'm tired of taking it up the rear it'd be funny if he said I'm tired of taking it up the rear
0: Yeah, and Megatron's just going to have to deal with him not being there, and then he opens his own portal to Earth and flies off. And Sideways follows him because, he I don't know, he figures this guy knows what he's doing. He he realizes
1: Starscream's got some machinations. So we then go to Snarl, who's brought into the Autobot
0: base, and he kind of doesn't like that there's, there's no nature around. Yeah, needs more boulders and moss and plants and stuff, and... Right back to the Arctic, the Army, or whoever these guys are, they're securing everything, locking everything down, and we finally get a name for Secret Government Agent Guy. His name is Colonel Franklin, and an officer tells him that everything is secure, sir. I I still like Secret Agent Man. In fact, Lou, can can you play the theme song to Secret Agent Man
1: while we talk about this bit? Thank you. He's going to lock down everything, like they're locking down highways, and he insists that he's closing in on these Transformers, even though he just saw them in person in the last episode. He <laughs> yes. was like
0: 100 yards from one of them. And uh, this shit's highly classified, and anybody who spills the beans will have KP duty for months, because that's what the United States military does with people who leak classified information. <laughs> they make them feel potatoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we go to Starscream...
1: Um, who's uh, approaching a blockade, one of these blockades and he, I guess he doesn't have guns if he doesn't cyber key. So he cyber keys and then blows out a barrier on the side of
0: this highway and just ramps off. It. Yeah, and Starscream and Sideways see this and decide to fly down and say hello and back with smoke screen, a very high-end sports car with half an inch of ground clearance, like you said before driving across snow at 100 miles an hour he thinks <laughs> he's almost there and would you look at that, he's there and the seals are still intact, he says. And then Starscream and uh, Sideways show up up.
1: And Starscream just assumes that this guy, whom he doesn't really know, uh, knows where the cyber key is. So he's like, all right, show it to me. And uh, Smokescreen has
0: no clue what he's talking about. Yeah. And even though he just used his cyber key power, which means there's a cyber planet key on this planet, he has no idea. But then Sideways takes that to mean that Starscream sent Megatron in the wrong direction intentionally, if he thought the Key they were after is here, but uh, couldn't it just mean that Earth's key is the fourth key and Megatron is actually after the third one? I don't know.
1: It could, it could. We, I mean, we know where this episode is going to go. I, and i really, this is my favorite thing about the episode. I'll say it now is, is Starscream is starting to follow through really on the machinations of power. This is a dumb strategy in that smokescreen drives away. And then it's like, he's like, good. They think I retreated. Now I'm going to turn around and attack them. And it's like, dude, <laughs> all you did was give them time to ready for your
0: attack. They can see you coming. But uh, they do seem surprised that he's coming back and he uses his cyber key power again. Like he just used it 30 seconds ago and he blasted them. But all it does is make a hole in the ground and he drives off a Gren and Starscream sends sideways after him because he wants to like he's like that guy was trying to protect something. I want to know what it is. Serious question. Why don't they just stay cyber keyed up? Why do yeah. they keep powering down? Does it only,
1: maybe it only lasts for like five, 10 seconds. I don't know, but like just power up and stay that way. Anyway, we go
0: to um, the Autobot base and there's a whole bunch of pomp <laughs> and circumstance about yes. plugging in the cyber key. They're going to put the second one in the Omega lock and they wonder what's going to happen. And Hotshot says he doesn't have a clue and Z, yeah, we already know that. And since <laughs> it's Beast Planet's key, Optimus is giving Snarl the honor of putting it in the lock. And then Snarl
1: says, no, no, no. Leo Breaker's the one who took out Scourge. He should do it. And Leo Breaker's like, uh, do you think I can? Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like, dude, all you're doing is plugging a key into a slot. Override is standing there. She should be like, yeah, it's pretty easy.
0: Yeah, I did this before. I calm the hell down. And yeah. Hey, have you ever gone to
1: your house and unlocked the door? It's a lot <laughs> like that.
0: Eventually, Leo Breaker agrees. And I have Leo Breaker written down. But And Optimus hands him the key, which he holds up to the lock. And it just starts glowing gold, which Vector Prime says is the radiance of Primus. Which then,
1: I guess, fills the room because everything goes white, as it does in this show, and now they're all floating
0: in some magic space thing. Yep, all of them, even the kids, and Optimus grabs the kids, tells them, okay, stay close to me as you can, but, man, they're in your hand. Like, they, they can't move or get any closer. Oh,
1: but, okay, whoa, in his hand, they're, like, they're like half the size of one of his fingers. They're yeah. so
0: tiny. They're just... like He's got all three of them in his hand. Yeah, he looks like Godzilla size-wise compared to them. And Vector Prime Ventures, that's the word he uses because he's a pretentious dickhead that uses words like Ventures when he could say thanks, that they're inside Primus. And Scattershot tells me he hates to interrupt, but look at the Minicons, and it shows the cons and they're just kind of spinning around first but then primus speaks through jolt telling them to maintain the balance until all are one i feel i
1: need to describe how they're spinning because it's extra stupid they're (laughs) they're all like floating in the air doing a plank and and they're all head to head and spinning around so they look like they're all helicopter blades it's really really dumb but what (laughs) what's even not dumber but weirder is that what uh, primus says through jolt is I had to write it down maintain the balance until all are one which basically translates
0: into don't fuck with anything for the rest of your lives yes uh, I wonder if it's a reference to the movie though But until the day when all are one but yeah, anyway well Throwing I mean back... till all
1: are one pops up so many times in this franchise and like we've said it, it,
0: we are all one when we die and join the matrix so <laughs> till all are one means until we're all dead <laughs> But now we're back at the base, and the computer tells them there's something going on at the North Pole again, except it's probably the same thing as last time, because that was never resolved, so they're off to investigate and commercial break kind of late in the episode, too. Very late in the episode.
1: Also, why don't they just build a base up in the Arctic at this point? Like, <laughs> yes. There's so many times they go up there. Anyway, when we come back, uh, sm- or smoke screen. Starscream uh, blows open a hole in the ground and insists he hit the jackpot. And then we go to Dr. Dum Dum. I'm not calling her Dr. Suzuki anymore. <laughs> we go to Dr. Dum Dum and some other woman, and they're stuck in traffic because
0: of these military blockades. Yeah, I just put her down as another scientist, I'm guessing, and uh, she thinks about Smokescream breaking out of the ice and driving off, and she's getting impatient against Dr. Dum-Dum, and uh, she gets up and asks the army guy how much longer this is going to be that you're blocking the road, and when he turns around it's secret government agent colonel, whatever his name is, and...
1: Secret agent man! Secret agent man! They've given you a number and taken away your name. I couldn't tell you a single episode of that show, but I know the theme song. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he he recognizes her. He's like, ah, it's you. So then we go to Optimus Jetfire, Landmine, and Leo Breaker, and they all show up at this hole in the Arctic. Um, <laughs> they all show up at Starscream's hole, and they decide to jump down. And then this was the dumbest line in the episode. They're jumping down this hole that is—it must be kilometers deep yes, because it takes thousands. a long time so they're falling somebody even back at the base watching the monitors like wow that's a deep fall and kobe says they may need some human help so be ready yes.
0: shut up kobe i like when they get there though optimus uh because jetfire is the only one who can fly back out of this giant hole in the ground if anything goes wrong hit they leave him behind <laughs> to you know keep a watch <laughs> it's, uh,
1: whatever. So they land down and they, they're they they land in this giant ice cavern. They walk into it looks like an arena of sorts, but instead of people sitting in seats, it's a bunch of Pods, somebody says they look like eggs, but because of the base, to me, they look like um like the Fat Boy atomic bombs, like that classic A-bomb look. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a mini-nuke from Fallout. Except without the, uh, the little fins on the back of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it, I think that might have just been the base that I interpreted to be the fins. Whatever. Um, it turns out they're stasis pods because somebody, I forget who, reads uh, Transformer life
0: forms inside of them. Yeah, Jolt Life some, readings. some kind of stasis device. Whatever's inside them has life readings very similar to ours. And Optimus thinks they might have Autobots inside, but before they can investigate further, Starscream is suddenly there in the middle of the room, and he attacks and blasts Optimus. And from outside, Jetfire asks what's going on in there and says he's on his way, but Optimus is like, nope, stay outside and communicate with the base. The signal's too weak to reach them from here. And at the base where the signal is too weak to reach them, they're coming in loud and clear. And uh, I'm pretty sure that the
1: Autobots work as a team, right? Teamwork's the big thing. That's their strength. So, of course,
0: Jetfire does... Doesn't come down to help, and then the Autobots attack Starscream one at a time. Yep, and one at a time, Starscream takes out Landmine and then Leo Breaker, and then declares himself the leader of the Stasis Pods, and he blasts. He's the, fil- the new leader. <laughs> Then he blasts the pillar in the middle of the room, which causes the pods to open, revealing the monsters we saw earlier. And Starscream says they're the sparks of ancient Decepticons that once lived on Earth, but they were sealed away thousands of years ago because they scared humans. Yeah. you. And he says, you've heard the legends. No,
1: Starscream, nobody's heard those legends, they never came up once, nobody's talked about them.
0: And watching this from the base where things are coming in loud and clear, I guess maybe Jetfire's relaying this. Bud says these monsters look like vampires and werewolves and Bigfoot, he's the blurry one, and uh, dragons, which means all the monsters humans ever invented were actually real and were actually Decepticons.
1: You know the ancient aliens guy in all the memes where he just goes, aliens, right? Like, (laughs) oh, we can't explain this one thing. Aliens. (laughs) Aliens. <laughs> that's that's Bud in this. He's like, oh, they kind of look like a monster I saw in a movie once. Therefore, <laughs> all monsters and all human lore is a product of Decepticons that have been hiding on Earth for thousands of years and got locked away because they was being mean to people.
0: <laughs> but uh, Red Alert, now watching this from the base, thinks Optimus is going to need backup. So he, Hotshot, and Override are going to head there. And Starscream tells the monsters to take their Deceptiforms and from behind one of them is exactly Armada Starscream, just kind of transformed differently but like the nose cone is exactly the same Do you know Deceptiforms would be a good
1: album for, um... Weaponized Death Crystals? Weaponized (laughs) Death Crystals yeah. Um, Okay, so there are probably hundreds of these Deceptiforms, Decepticons and the Autobots are way outnumbered but Hotshot, Override, and Red Alert are racing to Starscream's hole to
0: help and for some reason think this will change the tide of the battle. Yep, somehow they're there already but i guess i'm portaled them there but yeah back inside the autobots are surrounded now by the laziest animation and i oh put that in quotes your listener of the decepticons because half of the screen is just a scrolling still image that is it, it, it's like a tiled wallpaper in like windows 3.1
1: yeah yeah no nothing there's no movement in it it's just a layer being slid across i think that in animation industry it's called like um carouseling or something like a like a merry-go-round how the it's they're horses but they're not galloping, they're just moving oh, straight. Okay. I think I learned that a couple days ago in Corridor Crew. Anyway. Um Starscream uh, fires and causes a cave-in. We do get a legitimate cave-in here. mm mm-hmm.
0: um, And then all the Decepticon baddies fly out of Starscream's hole. Yep, because they are Decepticons, so I guess it means they can fly. And Jetfire sees them coming out and tries to radio Optimus, but there's no answer, and Starscream tells them the Autobots are being buried alive, and Jetfire flies back to try and save them. So
1: we then cut to a shot where Starscream is, like, on a snowy cliff or whatever, overlooking all of these Decepticons, and... Uh, He gives a speech where his mouth does not move at all. Yes, I had that down too. He's going to be the new leader,
0: yada, yada. And then he mentions his other trap. Yep, the one that he set up. He's going to check in on that and he pulls out his map uh his his cyber key map and at the trap that he set which looks like jungle planet in the distance megatron thinks they're near the cyber planet key but then his own map lights up and starscream appears in the projection telling him he's the new leader (laughs) i do like the trap because it's like it started off as a white
1: light and then just became this solid black shiny it looks like a black gumball
0: Thousands of years ago, Decepticons arrived on Earth, and people, understandably so, thought they were monsters, and that's why we have things like vampires and dragons and things in stories. both kind of a neat idea and absolutely ridiculous at the same time, but either way, it's the route the show's going down. But thousands of years ago isn't all that long a time for beings to live for millions of years. Didn't anybody make note of the fact that they sent Smokescreen, who has an Autobot symbol, to this planet to hunt down the Decepticons before they scared more primitive humans? It's not like it'd be ancient history for the Autobots. And what about him? What about Smokescreen? Didn't he ever send back a progress report, let them know how things were going? He's got thousands of these stupid things in this cave. He's obviously been busy, especially if he was doing this himself. But what kind of ridiculous Noah's Ark shit is that? One guy doing all this? A few thousand years ago, humans were spread out all over the earth. He had to track down everybody's mythical creatures? Man, ancient Greece alone would have taken forever. And then he had to row his rubber dinghy all the way to Australia to catch the friggin' Bunyip and haul it back, kicking and screaming all the way to the North Pole. Hey, that's why they can't find the Loch Ness Monster, I bet. This guy already fished her out of the water a thousand years ago and took her to the North Pole and threw her in a tank with Oga Pogo. Hey, maybe he's got Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny too, right? I mean, they're mythical.
1: Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Zip because Podcast 2. This episode
0: was Trap, Paul. What would you have saved from the pit? Uh... I don't know. (laughs) It was the whole idea that Decepticons are the monsters that everybody based folklore on. Kind of ridiculous. (laughs) That is dumber than Unicron is the Earth. Yes. Like, at least I think back in Prime at the very first where they had all the undead Decepticons that Megatron raised, they didn't even hang on to that idea for very long. I don't remember.
1: I'm going to quote loosely uh, Brad... Oh God! What is it? Wilk, the drummer from Rage Against the Machine. Uh, in regards when he when they did Saturday Night Live and they got kicked off. I'm paraphrasing. I could have eaten a bowl of alphabets and then shit out a better idea than those monsters. (laughs) Okay, no, okay. So that's mean. I know this is where we say something good. Uh, Here's what I did like.
0: Starscream is finally making moves and real moves. It's it's like we said before, it's nice to see him as a character again, but he's not only a character, he's a good character. Well, he's not good. He's evil, very evil. It's it's nice to see again.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was before this, it was a hundred plus episodes of Starscream being little more than a tool of Megatron he finally has motivations
0: and and, uh, dreams of power I like that well yeah well at least in Armada there was the tiny little bit for the little bit anyway with Alexis but that just went nowhere and then Energon he just He he was just a cardboard cutout. Yeah, he was just another toy to sell. Uh, Right, so
1: if you want to talk to a couple boy toys, you can uh, email the show. Uh, Oh, oh, no, no, no. The next episode we're going to do is Invasion. Something, something, Invasion Joke. Something, something, Boy Toy Joke. TransformersNitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review this in your podcast app, whatever you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at TransformersNitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, So keep on transforming. See you later.
0: Stay close to me as you can.